You think you get stupid questions? You should hear the barrage of stupid questions I get. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Stupid Questions with Jason Harvey. You guys are the best. Uh, we'll get right into it. Today We uh, on the show we have an awesome guest, Aaron Burton, the geek therapist. I wouldn't go that far, but, <laughs> but I am Aaron Burton. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for coming uh, to the Watchtower Theater where we're actually going to record this, this episode. Guys, go to the Watchtower, get some good coffee, look at comics, meet some good people. That's, that, does that's that sum as, it up? That, does that, that, that sum, sums it up. That sums it up, right? Yeah. I love Very this place. Very geek-friendly, awesome artwork. It's 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 my fucking second home. Yeah, I love... Uh, we oh, do I can a, swear on this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. We, we just uh, say no hate speech, which I don't think I have to tell you, no, <laughs> tell you that. that because... Uh, you're a decent person. Well, I don't. I really haven't had to tell very many people like, "Hey, don't." <laughs> you haven't don't had a Trump say, supporter on yeah, yet, exactly. have you? No, because I would just not do that because I don't want to get that out there. Like, <laughs> there's the enough crazy shit on the enough internet. Free shit last year as is just because of all the crazy shit he was saying. Like, do you, do you see this? And it's like, I mean, really, the internet part partly responsible because we love watching train wrecks. I think partly. Oh, it's a reality TV. And I mean, because who doesn't? I mean, even going back to just watching someone slip on ice in person, you'd like to see misfortune a little bit and go, I'm glad that wasn't me. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I'm I'm a firm believer that um, I blame Trump on the uh, writer's strike of 2008. (laughs) Seriously, because that's that's when the, the. Reality TV became the filler for That's scripted true. TV shows. And it's and when things went to garbage. Heroes yeah. season two ended up being <laughs> shittier <laughs> than it should have been because yeah. of the writer's strike. So, well, <laughs> they they thought they knew what they were doing. Well, I mean, let's but I agree partially blame the writer's strike. No. Was it was it the first season when they when Peter Petrelli like accidentally went into the future and then left his girlfriend there and then it was never brought up again? Uh, it was like where the plague was killing everybody. No, that's season two. Yeah, that okay. is season two. The se- the first season is when he becomes like an atomic bomb, and his brother has to fly him up <laughs> into the air in the cheesiest thing I've ever is seen. Is that on- seriously the f- second season? That's or was the that first the first? Season. Oh, that that's was the first, the first season. season. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that that show did was it gave us Zachary Quinto. Yeah. And well, th- and uh, other than that, honestly, the the coolest timeline, uh, the the storyline in that TV show was. Uh, the time traveling hero he uh yes he, like in the in season one oh he bad was bad awesome. ass that, in that the was second season cool the second season you're expecting him to show up like a fucking badass version of himself yeah and it never really happened well no and then he goes back because he gets transported back in time at the end of the first season that's right and he he's was in back feudal in, japan and that yeah, just, and uh, where he's where he has to become the actual hero that he's read about in in the this, stories and legends, which... This makes me just want to hurt things again. Yeah, 2008. <laughs> Fuck you, Trump. <laughs> the only good thing that came out of that year is my well, son. Well, that's the, like... I think, uh... Well, and, and, and Obama. And Obama, yes, that was... 2008, man, that's... It seems so long ago, actually, doesn't it? 
Oh, yeah. And the next four years are going to feel like eight. Eight. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so we're starting yeah, off on so the politics, so apparently. Yeah, well, can I tell you, like, over the weekend, I just saw, like, I caught a news clip of him. I didn't. I try to just be informed enough without seeing him as much as possible because I just get furious even yeah, looking at yeah. him. I'm, but, I'm right there with you. Yeah, uh, I saw him giving, at some conference, he was standing there and he had his top call, like his top button unbuttoned, so his collar was open a bit. You'd and see he his had, waddle yeah, flapping he had, the breeze. Yeah, he had just a blazer on, and I, I thought, Jesus, this guy's going to end up trying to be president from pajamas. Like later on in life, like he's just gonna be like, no, it's so easy. I'll just do it in pajamas. <laughs> Why didn't people just do it in pajamas? See, see, we've already heard he doesn't have. You know, um, Spicer came out and said he doesn't own a bathrobe because of that New York Times article. And and I see what? him. <laughs> did, did you not know? <laughs> Fucking hell! There was a New York Times uh, article where. Um, it was pretty in-depth, but um, it was using a lot of anonymous sources, and they were talking about the mass chaos that's going on within the White House. And they mention, and one of them is, is Trump spends a lot of time just in his bathrobe watching cable news and yelling at it and then immediately tweeting anything that he disagrees with. And so, so when the press conference came up afterwards where uh, Trump wanted him to address it, um, Spicer's like, I, I don't even think that... Um, he even owns a bathrobe, and, and a lot of people were. Um, he owns I don't, a hotel it, full of them. I'm yeah, sure. Exactly, like, and, there, and there's and there's evidence of him wearing tacky robes like all over the fucking internet. But you know, I, I don't, I can't give this credit to the right person. But somebody said, you know, Spicer's talking from experience. He's probably seen him walking nude around the White yeah. House, and he's like, I, I, I don't even think he owns a bathrobe. No. Like I, I know he doesn't have one. He turned this into his. He seems he seems like a nightshirt kind of guy, you know, wearing a pink nightshirt with like like this really fucking terrible embossed kitten on it. Yeah, oh, it's man. all faded from multiple washes. <laughs> he still has the Tweety Bird long <laughs> shirt from the 1993. But you know that it's just not it's it's just a little too short, and so oh, yeah. you know, uh, you know, with women sometimes they get under boob. Yeah, you know, with shirts he gets. Under yeah. testicles. Yeah. So well, they're just kind of hanging out just a little bit of the Ugh. I hate that man so much. Oh, yeah. He's the worst. It's so bad. <laughs> well, we can't say he's I, the worst. He's got no, plenty of time to prove us. Yeah. I As somebody said, that. well, somebody, Trump has reached maximum craziness. And I said, don't don't put a ceiling on something that's potentially a skyscraper. Yeah. He, <laughs> he can go crazy off those, like... He'll be like the I, I build a big bigger building. Oh, you think that's crazy? Yeah, he'll, Here we go. He, I can't recall. It was like it was, I remember there was a pissing contest between like the Sears Tower and some other you know sky, skyscraper back yeah. in the day when the Sears Tower was like the biggest um, uh, skyscraper. Like that I think it was the somewhere Empire like State in, Building, like in like Thailand pissing, yeah. or something like oh, that. Yeah. Like they 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 wanted to make a bigger building, and they realized that they were technically like a foot short, and so they went up and like just built on like a little bit extra antenna just to get just to say no, we got the biggest one, fucker. Yeah, by six inches, but yeah. you know, it's still <laughs> still six inches counts. It counts for something. That's what guys keep trying exactly. to tell women. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway. we will continue to do so. <laughs> Oh, you no, six inches is perfect. It's, it, it's the perfect size. Sure, sure it is. You it like absolutely. this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> God. 
God. It's like All the right. salesman. Yeah, you got to like you like yeah, you picture yourself in this car. You love it. Picture yourself driving it. It's perfect. It's exactly what you wanted. It's the worst Tinder date ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh Oh, something that I I should probably so you're geek therapist. You, yes. you have the geek therapist podcast correct um where can that be found so for our listeners to just like go and check it out um it's it's on uh stitcher google plus i think that's whichever one it is and um and itunes iTunes. and then you can get it directly off of the website geektherapist.com really weird thing slightly annoying i wish i had thought this through a little bit better we were going uh, when we were trying to name the podcast it was uh uh jeff bell from the left show yeah um, is my producer and um, I was coming up with all these different ideas and they were taken or whatever. I'm like, yeah. geek therapy or something. Because I'm not a licensed therapist anymore. Yeah. Because I work in criminal defense now. And so I'm not technically doing therapy. And um, and not being licensed kind of gives me a little you more... Were, f- uh, you worked in criminal defense the last guest on my podcast was Nicholas Smith's dad who was a correctional officer at the prison for 20 years. And he just said... Oh, it's off. He he said, the prisoners liked me more because I treated them like humans. Yeah, funny that. And the guards, I had a hard time getting along with because they were the ones doing things that I thought were immoral. And he goes, and I was respected for having consistency in the prison because the prisoners knew I'm in here for this reason. I know I'm supposed to be in here. And he's like, if I treated them well, they respected me. He's like, people that snuck drugs in, people that did all of these things, they were not not respected so what yeah. do you, what do you do in uh in with criminal defense uh without getting into too many details i work in um in public defense cool. um basically i've got a team of uh attorneys that are that i'm assigned to and if there's ever a mental health issue that pops up that's with a charge to get a client who maybe has a history of schizophrenia or doesn't and um is acting psychotic and that's and you know if they're yeah. on, if they could have been on medications or been in treatment it's basically try to deter people from staying in the prison system or in the jail system. Get them the help they actually need instead of... Well, the sad part is, and um, is that the, basically the prison systems in the United States is the number one mental health provider in the country. Really? Plain and simply. And so um, it we have gutted the mental health systems for so many decades... Um, ever since we deinstitutionalized um, uh, mental health services back in the, what was it? I think it may have technically been during the Reagan years. Um, it was somewhere around the late 70s, early 80s. Sorry, every time I hear Reagan, I have to. <laughs> Too many years of listening Rest to the peace, dead grandpa. I, well, oh, my grandpa hated, <laughs> hated Reagan. He, it, like, I, I mean, my grandpa, in. In 2000, I, I don't know, I, I believe he died before he would have been able to vote for Obama, but he was definitely, like, here's a 90-year-old man, like, somebody who's seen so many changes yeah. and, and was excited about That's Obama awesome. because he's just like, this is cool. Like, this guy is coming in, and I think he's going to, 
you know, be a good person, but he died before being able to see that. So he just lived through the bush. Well, years uh, well, and... well, the flip side to that is that he's not seeing Trump. So. Exactly. And that's the one thing is that I'm glad that he never had to see this because he would have been irate. Oh, man. Especially this... someone with nine daughters who that he no, saw. No shit. Yeah. Daughters. No kidding. He, saw, he had nine daughters, was a farmer. So he grew up seeing basically my grandpa was one of the like first like male feminist people that I know where it was just like he treated his wife with so much respect and care but then he saw treated her like a human being exactly (laughs) yeah they were like the best just best friends it was it was such a good relationship to see they would bicker and argue and fight just like friends should you you have disagreements but they always got through it but nine girls in a two-bedroom house that over turns, so many if you years don't if you don't become farming. a feminist after that well, um, that's the, they my something's I mean, wrong all my mom and my aunts all hauled hay with him you know so it was just like he saw like no yeah women could do whatever they whatever they oh, oh women are people too that's what? weird I, I mean people have told me no <laughs> yeah I mean, I, he was born before uh women could vote he was born in 1917, so right that I mean it was in 1920ish, I believe that. I, I you know the, I uh, I'm a bad progressive. I can't remember the exact year. Well, we weren't alive for that. So yeah, it's not necessarily like you know. When once I finished my, basically there, there's just certain things that like when, once you get out of school, you're just unless it becomes pertinent to what you're doing you're right doing, away, it's like nah, I got to delete this I got part to of like my put brain. This aside. <laughs> I can remember it later if I need it. I got to try and figure out, you know, what the hell's going on in Heroes and Lost. You know, I got to delete this shit. Too much hard drive. I've got Bill. I got to remember when bills are due. (laughs) Yeah, I still haven't figured that one out. For ADD, I'm like, oh shit, oh yes, oh no, oh god. (laughs) Oh, that's right. This money is to 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 keep me alive and my house warm. Oh yeah, I have a job, so I have a place that I can go to when I'm not at my job. (laughs) Oh yeah, I remember that bills. I want to have fresh food out of my fridge i better keep the power on <laughs> but uh the, to come back and just finish up um so so i collect records i go out and interview people at the jail or at the prison and and then i do double duty that when there's a a, a capital homicide case that you know death penalty is a potentiality on that yeah um i help the defense team collect as much records as we can about the person to basically remind the jurors um, that this is a human being. Uh, sometimes people just like, you know, they're like, well, you know, it's easy to kill someone if you see them as a monster. Yeah. If you see them as a human being, all of a sudden it's like, um, maybe life in prison's a little better. Yeah. Well, and so, uh, that's what uh, Nicholas's dad said. He, he's like, people need to rem- remember that prisons are for this reason. It's to keep keep people that shouldn't be out in public right now. It's about keeping the public safe. Yeah. And he, he's like, it is. He's super against the death penalty. He said, I've. People can change. People have maybe you know ha- were in an awful circumstance and they acted in a way that they normally wouldn't. But he talked. About, ah, he had said some disorder about anger, and I can't re- recall what it is. And he goes, "There's a lot of people that are in here because they just had that." one explosive moment and they lost control because they bottled up Mm -hmm. anger for so long and then something happened and it just (laughs) flooded over. Usually, um, you know, it's very easy to cast uh, people in the prison system with antisocial personality disorder and there's plenty of, you know, 
there is a high percentage of that. Yeah. There's no question about that. But people forget that personality disorders come from pretty shitty childhoods nine times yeah. out of ten, um, or really shitty, you know, teen lives. You know, there's 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 always something that kind of led the. You know, you know. Sometimes it's family, sometimes it's society that just flat out fucking fails somebody. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you know, just you know, these people need to be out and roaming around if they're a danger to the community. But, but putting them down like a, you know, like a dog that's peeing on your carpet too much, and you just don't want to go through the hassle of retraining it or you know finding a new home is just it's 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 sad. And and the thing is, is that you get these people that claim to be pro-life that are like, you know, we got to save the babies. Okay. We're going to save the babies. Are you going to help the babies? No, the babies need to get a job. As soon as they're born, you're on your own. I'm Christian. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then, and then, um, and then it's like, well, you know, offer an eye, tooth for a tooth. I'm like, didn't Jesus say not, not to, do, to that. do that shit? Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, we got to put them down for society. It's like, so you're not poor alive. Well, well and that's the, <laughs> how many times have you heard, like, with war even, kill them all and let God sort them out? I'm like, that is fucking terrible. <laughs> like, that's one of the worst things I've ever heard, because what if you're wrong? Because you probably like, are. I'm betting you're wrong. There's no like, absolutes. Yeah, and it's just like such a like, man, well, God can fix it in the end. Like, I hate that. Like, well, after this, like next chapter of existence that we don't know anything about because we're on this chapter and we don't know if there's a next chapter. Well, and, and also by their own philosophy, it's like, if you do the kill them all and let God sort them out, aren't you kind of doing that like one, you know, commandment thing that you're not supposed to be doing and yeah. won't that send you to the place that you don't want to go to? Yeah. Like, you're going to get where sorted out pretty quick, sorted? you dumb fucker. Yeah, where do you want to be sorted? <laughs> uh, Slytherin. No, wait. So, what, like... <laughs> That's why I have a hard time with religion, because of some... It seems like people miss the point, like, too much. Like, you, where it's just like, remember the point of being nice? Like, that's all of this is supposed to Well, you gotta to be, be nice about. so you can get a reward. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an atheist, but I'm the a- type of atheist also. where, you know, if... I'm not gonna... You know, if you... If, if religion works for you, great. Good. Just don't condemn people or litigate or legislate your beliefs onto other people because you know it's like preach amen amen preach (laughs) well you get the um you know i posted this a couple days ago but um i I don't know when this episode will drop so i can probably uh it'll probably come out uh that are we in the second week of february now third Third week so it'll come out fourth week of february so so um Trump just sent off this media accountability um, survey that is so fucking skewed. Oh no, I it's took so it. painfully yes, it was skewed. So awful. Well, what's great too is that Trump's the, coming the, out. The going, questions were oddly worded. Like so, uh, there were a oh, couple the, things that I had to read twice, saying, "What are you actually asking me?" Because I know that's a flip. You're wanting me to answer a, like it's a. Oh, they want to back a you into a corner. Leading, question. Oh, there's no doubt. And, you know, I mean, like with a p- political party affiliation, there's a certain level. Of course, you want to, you know, you're, you're trying to appeal to your base. But there was one where it was like, do you feel like um, uh, that religious freedoms are being taken away? Um, and I was just like, or, or something, or do you feel like uh, religious people aren't being properly represented? And I said, yes. The Jewish and the Muslim communities are not being treated the same way that you know the Christians, Christians are demanding, and it and and of course that's 
for the diehards because I don't yeah. want it. Not only can't, could Wiccan and Alexa, yeah. or I don't even know if that's even the proper term for, yeah, yeah, for I can. that anymore. And like, you take something like the Church of Satan or the you know the Temple of Satan. That would be more along my. If I had to have like a idolistic like some type of belief system, it would probably fall somewhere in between Satanism and Buddhism, where it's like yeah, peacefully just. Well, it's like Discordianism yeah. too, <laughs> but but I mean, like the whole thing is is that I'm impressed with with what the Church of Satan is doing or the Temple of Satan, I, yeah. I know, the Satanic Temple. I know there's yeah. they're they're two different beasts, so to speak. Yeah. But um, you know, if if I didn't have to answer so many questions, like if I I would become a member just because, you know, the whole thing is is that if you're gonna if you're gonna try and force religious beliefs on the American people through the government then you need to equally represent everybody. everybody. And the people that are fighting for that nine times, 99.9% of the time, think that their Christianity is the only religion. And they don't want it to apply to Islamic faith or well, Judaism. Or, I've seen it on the news. They're radicals. Yeah. And it's just like, you don't... Have you gone outside and ever talked to people? Like, did have you met people? Just there's people out there, and they're people. I think there's a statistic out there. Um, you know, um, could be fake news, but like 63% of uh, people that condemn um, Islam have never met a Muslim in their entire life, and so they ha so it's easy to sit there and demonize a group that you haven't even bothered to get to know. Exactly. It's the same thing with racism. You know, yeah. it's very easy to be a white supremacist we if you've only lived around white people and you're like, mm, they're, they're, you know, them them colored folks are taking my guns and, and yeah. then they're getting all my money. You know, well, welfare and it's like, no, did you know that Republican states are the biggest welfare fucking states? Oh, that's the biggest. That's shit. one of the biggest cons. I mean, like I I. I hate that I have to align myself with the Democratic Party oh, I in order right to like you. believe that there's any chance for progression in this country, <laughs> you know, because the Green Party they're they're too obsessed with marijuana. I'm like, don't don't get me wrong, it should be yeah. legalized, but I mean, like that can't be your entire fucking no, platform. No, no, exactly. Well, that's, <laughs> the, the the thing about it too is like, because I'm all for it, like I'm yeah. pro marijuana, but expand your horizons, dude, like. Like, like, like get, those get, aren't the people also that are going to back your party very well. No, because like because <laughs> they're probably too fucking stoned to get out and like, vote. I don't want to. Yeah, like I, I, I'm pissing off people right well, now. But like <laughs> even then, like that's what I've I've often thought. Like I don't mind going to a guy and getting it. Like so, if it's legal or not, because eh, I could go to somebody and, and get it. And usually that guy's nice and pretends to be my friend. So I'm fine with that, but I just think legal reasons why, like, if I can drink a beer, I should be able to smoke a bowl. Yeah, my, you know, and this is this is this is my more political rants, and and I'm prone to do these on Facebook, and <laughs> I try not to do it so much on the podcast, just on the the sense that you know, there's the left show that's that, that they they that's part of my network, it, and yeah. you know, they tackle it just fine, and and I've I've been on the left show, and I. But the thing is, so, you know, being the geek therapist, I don't want it to feel like, you know, that podcast is only for progressives and liberals because yeah. that's just not how the world works. But what pisses me off so much about how we ended up with Trump is how ill-informed voters are. 
Now, I went out for the primary, and I voted for Bernie. I did as well. Because I didn't want Hillary to get a free pass to the Democratic nomination. But I never kidded myself. I always knew that that was what it was going to be. The thing is, is that Hillary's got a whole lot of fucking problems. She just did, plain and simply. But when you compare the body of her evidence against the people that Trump had been surrounding himself from the day one, the answer was so fucking clear. Yeah. You kn- if you were an informed voter, you knew what Steve Bannon stood for. And and when Ladaus- Corey Ladowski was pulled off of that and they put Steve Bannon in charge, that should have been a red flag for anyone who was informed. But most people were like... They, they they fed into the narrative that, you know, Hillary is terrible and, and she's she murdered crook. people she's and a she's a she's crook. A kill- killery. Killery. That, that shit was going. The Bill Clinton conspiracy theories were going around back in the 90s. And yeah. the thing is, is that most of that is code for anti-Semitism. Like most of those conspiracy theories shit. If you get into it very far, it's, it's pretty much kill the Jews because they're the ones in charge. Which is just fucked up. Really? Like, oh that's God! How, that's where that rabbit hole leads to. Well, if you like, if, yeah. if if you start looking into like the rabbit holes that go into the Illuminati and the Rothschilds and the, the the Bilderberg group and all that stuff, it all goes back to a Jewish conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, and it's all bullshit. But the thing is, is that that you know, there's there's when you feel out of control in your life, you want to you want to feel like you can blame something. Yeah. And and. You know, Jewish people have been the easiest scapegoat. They take no effort whatsoever to blame because, because you know, it's it's very easy for Christians and non-Christians to sit there and see. I don't. I, well, they've got there's all the a, gold in there. They control the which media isn't true. No, it is. But <laughs> but that's what they want to see, and it's easier to have. If you have a devil, so to speak, to blame for all your problems, you don't have to take accountability for your own actions. And there's just that undercurrent that that continuously runs with, and and that was the, those those were the base Trump supporters. And the problem was is that people thought that you know the moderates who voted for Trump, um, or the progressives who were so you know butt hurt that Bernie didn't get a chance in their minds. That that they were they'd rather see the world burn than you know than to be an adult and recognize that politics isn't you know well my favorite guy didn't win so fuck it all you know yeah. it's like the shit does impact you well the presidency doesn't well it does but if you get your fucking asses out and vote for senators and local elections it then it lot. would matter yeah because the reason why Trump won is because of gerrymandering. And gerrymandering occurred because the voter base is fucking lazy and they don't want a real, you know, they're like, well, they, they think voting for president is the only the thing to vote for. That's yeah. the only thing you should be informed about. Yeah. And I mean, so, so anyway, my whole issue is with just what happened is that it was, it was, it was petulant children in adult bodies who refused to vote or thought Trump would be better than, than Hillary. Cause I mean, I still hear people saying, well, Hillary would have been just as bad. It's like, no, no, no not no, really. No, 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 Well, she, she, she's a warmonger. It's like Trump's trying to oh. fucking fight everybody. Well, and he's what, too much of a pussy to do anything. He just wanted more nukes. What does that tell you? That's yeah. scary. That's yeah. 
scary shit so, right there to me. So, I mean, it, and, and, and it just comes down to, uh, like, honestly, I'm just going to, cr- you know, hopefully I don't, like, anybody who, who listens to this podcast, don't bl- blame Jason for putting me on the <laughs> podcast for what I'm about to say. But um, I think it just, like, flat out, like, people will come up for reasons. I'll come up with excuses for why they didn't vote for Hillary. But it just comes down to it. It's like, it's fucking sexism. Yep. She was, she was her character was assassinated from day one and all of it was based on the fact that they she's a woman and a woman who is strong and independent is considered a oh oh, fuck yeah people for no reason it's the dumbest and 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 the, the problem is is that people don't realize how trapped they get themselves into gender roles and and so they'll 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 make their excuses they'll build their schemas their cognitive distortions yeah. to make plenty of excuses to come down to the fact that um, they don't think a woman is capable of running for president so we're gonna put a fucking Cheeto whose flesh is made out of the same skin that a fucking ball sack is yeah in in Ugh. charge of all the nukes that's like congratulations. And the people that are like, well, it's just the same. It's like, guess what? You're fucking white and you don't need to worry about exactly. it. Exactly. That's what I've, I, my gripe with, uh, why did I just go blank on the libertarian party is that I'm just like, that would work great for white people only. If like, we could if trust, you, like, what, if you could trust humanity to treat everybody equally on its own, fucking libertarianism. Go yeah. for it. But that's and that's the whole thing is I'm like you've been white your whole life and never had to or even seen anybody have to go through shit for being a bit darker. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that like the, it just would not work for everybody and. And I'll fight anyone who wants to come out and say that reverse racism is a thing or that white people are somehow getting the, the you know, we're, white people are losing their fucking rights. It's but like, the, let's, the, let's what, have a conversation. I work in criminal defense. I'll show you the skewed reality. St- well, that's reality. I, uh, to people. Fucking pisses me off. Hi. I, we're not being funny. No, no, we aren't. Uh, I just, yeah, I get really annoyed with that. I, I learned a lot, honestly, for just a few years ago from uh, some of, like, I worked with some people at Hot Topic that were really well informed, and they set me straight on a lot of things that I, just because I had never seen this. It's mm-hmm. not my experience. And so if you shut up and you listen to other people's lives and you, and you go, no, what they're telling me about is real. That's what they, that's, this is their experience instead of like, well, no, that's not what that person meant. Maybe it was this or that. No, like that's, this is that person's life. And that's, it's a common thing to them at this point for them to be able to comfortably talk about how they're treated or things that they have to go through versus things that white people go through. Uh, Tanner Nicholson, uh, Aaron Orlovitz told me that he gets pulled over like, Weekly, yeah, because he's black. Yeah, that's it. Like, and I, I never get pulled over anymore. Knock on wood. Well, you almost have to do something egregious, you know. Like, and that's the whole thing is I, I realize now I'm a 35 year old white dude that drives a gray Civic. I am. You're they're they're like, 
I'm invisible. <laughs> like I, unless, unless you're like you know you got like really wrong, yeah. Like juggalo paraphernalia all over Which your fucking car. I took. You're I, not gonna. You're not gonna get tagged. From being a, a punk rock kid, I learned don't put stickers on cars. Holy shit! I lost First. my mohawk when I um back when I was 19. When I when I uh you know so this is 97 or so. Once I realized that flagged me, and then right after that, it was like done and over with. Well, that's a, I've always you become told, invisible. I've always told people you don't have to look punk rock to be a punk rock dude. And like I I have always told people operate invisibly. Yeah. Don't wear the uniform. Don't have the studded shit in your. That takes too long anyway. Like just like. Well, it's like getting tattoos on your face and then complaining you can't get a decent job. Yeah. It's like it's uh, like think about what you're fucking doing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got tattoos and stuff like that. And I've and my cousin who's like my little brother is tatted up the neck and it's like even creeping onto his jawline. Yeah. But you know he's a mechanic and he loves being a mechanic and he's a damn good mechanic. Um, and so like, like he's afforded that, that ability, but, um, you know, the worst part is, is like, let's, let's say I was tatted up like that. Um, it doesn't matter. Would 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 somebody want to be my therapist? (laughs) Department then. Well, the thing is, is with, uh, you know, a lot of us are, you know, some of us are tatted up, you know, pretty well, but there's a, there's a limit, you know, but. You know, you have to be aware of just how much that's just going to impact, you know, prejudge you. And it, it's not fucking fair, but no, it's reality. But it's what it is. Yeah. You just have to accept that, you know, if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to tattoo cunt on my forehead, that's, that's going to color people's impressions of me first. Yeah, it doesn't matter how that's, nice that's, I am. That, yeah. Prejudice happens immediately yeah. when you have cunt on your forehead. But the thing is, but the thing is, is that, you know, for a white person, they choose to stigmatize themselves. Yeah. Um, you, they have to go, go out, out of their do way. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And. And whereas just by by the 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 random chance at being born to a non-white parent, you know, it then all of a sudden it's like, guess what? They don't get to choose that stigma. So don't fucking tell me that you know, you, you, you know, know what they're going through. Yeah, or that 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 white privilege is somehow not a thing because you know you don't you you can't get a decent job. Yeah. It's, it's like, well, the thing is, is you. I mean, I hate to say it, you're not utilizing your white privilege. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> Just because you squander it doesn't mean it's not there. <laughs> Congratulations. You chose not to have that, my friend. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make enemies on that one, but that's fine. Those are the people I don't want to. Well, that's what I. Unless you want to have a conversation with me one on one, and then I'm happy to have that conversation. Yeah. But don't just go on Facebook and go, blah, 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 blah. You asshole. <laughs> I have this going on in my life. Well, good. No, I'm just. I'm, I'm let's sorry. just let's just hope that "Make America Great" doesn't become code for "Hail Hitler." Oh, I I think we're well on our path too. I want. I, I'm. I'm. Okay, so so there, there's the only thing that keeps me from like being an anarchist some days is you know having an eight year old <laughs> <laughs> and having a master's degree that that you know it's like I put in a lot of time and effort you know I don't want right, to fuck I that up just this. I should have this like but um. Where was I going with that? I don't remember where I was going with that. Anarchist? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, okay, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm seeing that, you know, it's like I'm, I'm inherently against uh, district attorneys and, and police officers and stuff like that because I work in criminal defense. Um, and then I was just, you know, into the punk scene back in the day too, so yeah. I hate authority. But... 
you see like the Washington State District Attorney taking the travel ban to court and successfully litigating that and bogging it down, I've got enough hope that Trump and Bannon and Priebus, they'll they'll try and fuck up our institutions. But there's much smarter people out there that know how to use the checks the and balances. Yep. And the Senate's going to be shits about it. And they're only going to go, and the set, Senate and the House of Representatives are going to go whichever way the wind blows to, you know, what's going to get them reelected. But I think that we've got a good enough system that we can resist a tyrant. It's not going to be easy. So, yeah. There's well, going to be there's going to be battles. Aware and vigilant. Just yeah. Oh, oh they're they're trying to do this. We got to get out and make sure that doesn't happen. And the fact that like two commentators, two respected commentators on Fox News, are now calling out Trump on his shit when he said the media is the enemy of the American people, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, when you have Fox News calling you out on your over the top fascist comments, it's like you gotta you gotta check yourself just a little bit. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh Dead Kennedy's prepared us for this reality. Exactly. Uh it got it, ex- what what I what I thought was funny is uh didn't uh Brown hate uh like Governor hate, Jerry yeah, Brown. He's been hating on Trump and it's so funny to see that it's just like, "Oh man, yeah, by we out- used to hate you and now you look <laughs> Well, well, Brown, Jerry Brown grew up. Um he got older. And, you know, he, he was still coming out of the 70s. Yeah. And, and it was a totally different... We have to... I mean, I think as, as humans, we have to allow people to mature and grow up. You know, there's... there's, there's you know, I see too often, um, you know, working in... I mean, before I worked for, you know, public defender's office, I was a therapist and case manager and everything before that for nine years for court-ordered treatment. And you'll see people who did some really fucking stupid shit. And, you know, they get themselves, like, hooked up with white supremacist groups and gangs and, and shit like that. And they suddenly get exposed, sometimes in prison, to diversity. And they realize, wait a minute, maybe I, you know, maybe I need to grow up past this. And American History X. Yeah. Like. And the and the the biggest problem right now with kind of the mob mentality that the internet has become is that people haven't been really allowed to change or grow up or mature or learn from their mistakes. It's it's so easily accessible. I mean, people need to be called on their shit, but sometimes, you know, people if if they're actively trying to change how they've behaved. Um, we need to allow them yeah. to do so, and and, yeah. and that's kind of that's a, what in happened in with a, Brown. Like non-judgment, like, instead of like, con- I mean, go ahead and condemn the thing. But if you if that person's going to be able to accept, like, oh yeah, I did a shitty thing, and I'm trying to move past that, people should give them that. Yeah, and and I would have I I skewed towards you know in high school when I was a you know libertarianism because that sounded like the most punk rock thing close to anarchy yeah you know but i also was never dumb enough to sit there and think anarchy was a viable solution to anything (laughs) it just sounded like a good idea yeah but um but the thing is is that i i i would hate myself if i went back and talked to the you know who i was 20 years ago or you know 25 years ago um i wouldn't get along with me oh yeah i i'm the same way i i grew up in a Mormon household thinking like 
Republican, Republic, you know, like just having that mentality. Yeah. Until I, I think it, in my teen years, I started to get a bit more like, oh, fuck everything. Just fuck everything. The government sucks. Like it's, but I didn't need to worry about it then also because it really was not affecting me at all. And I think the older I've, I've, I've become, the easier it is to realize, no, the government's given us all of these things, but it's growing in a way. Like, I have hope in, in progress, and a lot of that is because of my son, where I, I see yeah. he's so much more aware of other people of other people than I was when I was his age. He's seen... I don't think a lot of progress honestly happened when I was a kid as far as, like, um, human rights prog- progress. The the one thing I remember, the wall coming down, Mr. Gorbachev yeah. tear down that wall. That was one thing politically that was huge. My son was that 89? 89, yep. My son's seen um, marriage equality uh, and all of these things, and it's something that he's already aware of at at seven he told his grandpa who was pissed about it oh complaining about it when it passed in utah and at seven my son told him i know you think you're right but you're wrong you're on the wrong side of history yeah buddy. like Love i you, know grandpa. you think you're right but you're wrong and he laughed which is just like that's brutal to have a child <laughs> laugh at you like uh <laughs> you believe that uh it's like, well, good for you. Yeah. I think that's the biggest problem, though, that with, I mean, like I heard a lot of people with Trump's, you know, older people sitting there going, you know, I don't think, you know, I have to give my grandchildren a chance. They're so, they're so wrong about, you know, equal rights and, and, and all the issues that are going on that I think that, you know, we have to remind them that, you know, we're looking out for their best interests. So, They've 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 gotten they've gotten away with too much, and now it's time to uh, you know be spanked and and be disciplined. And you know, it's like yeah, you you fucking back the right horse there. Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> anyway, we'll see what happens. We're still you know one month into it, but the fact that we're having this much of a conversation this, this early with this many bullet points. <laughs> I, th- I think there's a website. My wife uh, um, has it that she'll she'll post it periodically. I think it's like. Um, you know, what the fuck happened today? And oh, it's literally, man. it. all it is is it's a listing of all the sources of all the bullshit that's happened under the Trump administration day by day because it's so fucking chaotic. You can't even, like... It's called What the Fuck Happened Today? Yeah, I wonder if it's the that. same people that put, uh, that, that did the website what the fuck has Obama done so far.com? It which, might be. What, have you seen that? It was hilarious because it I was haven't. basically just to shut up all the, like... Obama haters, <laughs> you'd click on it and it'd be like, uh, he did this. And it's just like, you'd click on it again and it'd be like, oh, really? Well, that's cool, but what else? And then you'd click on it and it'd take you to the next slide and say this. And you'd be like, cool, what else? And it was just like, holy shit, he's actually accomplished a lot with people trying to get him to not accomplish a lot. Like, he was still able to accomplish a lot of things, even though people were trying to halt the progress of him. Oh, I think it's what the fuck just happened today dot com. What the fuck just happened today dot com. I'm 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 checking. Yep. Yep. yep that's okay. it. <laughs> what the fuck happened today dot com. It's actually pretty good because what it does is it 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 goes by viable news sources, you know, the ones that have been called fake news yeah. and <laughs> not the real fake news. Okay. And um, 
and compiles like policy stuff that has happened so you can just click on it because like if you're just trying to read it from like Politico or NPR or The Blaze or you know anything yeah you can't you're like it's a whirlwind so that's awesome oh man so yeah, this it, it, so you, you think that you'd have like a political host on or something on your show today oh yeah well yeah exactly you know what I I, I told Megan my uh well, just for every all the listeners that don't know my my girlfriend, uh, we got we had our first argument back in December because of Rogue One, <laughs> and uh, I I'm like I, you know what I should talk to. You I, about I actually remember her with him being the geek therapist. <laughs> we should talk about this because I like legitimately was so pissed off. I was. I, I put my phone in the other room and plugged it in and went to bed. Like I'm like I'm gonna take a nap, and when I wake up, I'm gonna be I, I'm gonna have calmed down because I'm gonna realize that this is stupid. What the fuck am I so pissed off about? Yeah, this is a this is a dumb thing and, to be mad oh, about. Oh man, but it was. So Megan, how about that Rogue One? <laughs> <laughs> she just gave thought. She's here at Watchtower with us, and she just gave. She yeah. just gave a thumbs up. She down, doesn't but, dare uh, bring it up that's again. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, and can, so to explain this argument to, to all of the listeners, and this will be, we'll, we'll talk about this and then we'll probably wrap it up. Okay. But uh, <laughs> so. I'm going to forewarn I, you, I'm probably not going to be on your side on this. No, can, can I tell you that I. No, I mean, like, like I disagree with her assessment of it, but it's That's, how you handled it. Oh no, maybe no, the no. Question. I I know I was wrong in how okay. I handled it because I'll explain the whole thought process I had. She's all over day. there chuckling because <laughs> I was I like at first I was mad at her because and at first it was like okay you're mad about the wrong reasons you're like CGI Grand Moff Tarkin didn't bother you but the fact that they they had technology on like a disc is what's pissing you off and so it was like she she was just shitting on Star Wars like as like the world that they live in. Like this is the technology they have in all of this and like Or she <laughs> was aware she didn't necessarily wasn't married to the entire concept in the get go and she was looking at it from a perspective that didn't grow up with it, that it wasn't yeah, integral no, and to that's her the whole life. thing is that uh, And Star so she Wars could look at it and go movie. wait a minute. Whereas <laughs> But for the rest of us, we can sit there and go, well, you have to recognize this was, it started in the 70s. basically a 70s tech, they were dealing with computer technology from the 70s. But then I've also, like, this is the same argument I use when people are like, Star Trek would kick the shit out of Star Wars. And I'm like, well, here's this, though. This Star Wars takes place in the past, wherefore Star Trek takes place in the future. So if the technology that Star Wars matured to the age where they would be fighting the Star Trek, they'd fuck them up because that's just a long time for technology to get better. And then I ask people, so how many conversations have you had that Thor could kick Shiva's ass? They're two separate mythologies. I know, I know. It doesn't fucking I, matter. <laughs> well, and I enjoy You can just both say, I like this I better. I enjoy both of them. Yeah. I do like Star Wars better, and it's because of nostalgia. That is completely why it was the first movie I ever saw as a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's also, I think, why I was pissed at Megan, because it was just like, she, here she is, like, shitting on something that I'm like, but I watched this when I was sick, and it was the first thing I ever saw, like, as a hatched thing. Like, th- this is my mama now, and her... And, <laughs> 
and the, my mom's lasagna is just as good as yours or better, okay? <laughs> like, so it was just kind of like one of those things where I'm like, don't shit on my mom's lasagna. It's good. So I realize, like, that I'm fucked up. And then it's just like, okay, no, I have too human. many. I know. And I yeah. have, like, too many, like, emotional attachments to this because I'm like, when I was sick, I would watch Star Wars. When I was happy, I watched Star Wars. When I was sad, I would watch Star Wars. It was like that coping mechanism. It was that thing that was consistent in my life. That It like, was predictable. It was, yes. And I loved it. It was a comfort. It's mashed potatoes and gravy to it me. It was your Star religion. Wars. It was, yes. And so she, <laughs> she shit on it. And then I got mad. And then I got mad at myself because I'm like, I'm mad about this, and this is the dumbest thing. And that's where I got more fucked up. It is where I'm like, why? Like, I love Megan so much. She's so perfect in, like, every way. She, like, we complement each other so well, and I've never been happier in a relationship. But she shit on Star Wars, and I'm immediately like, <laughs> oh, fuck, no, you didn't. Oh God! I, I made the mistake was, of jokingly making fun of Harry Potter to one of my coworkers, and that I regretted that immediately. See, and if I were to probably do that, Megan loves Harry Potter. She read the books, and she's like, "I grew up with Harry Potter," and I love. I mean, I wouldn't do that. I just like geeky things, like because it's whether I'm into it or not. I'm not into anime, but when people are way into it, I get it because I'm like, "Oh shit, my, Jaws is my." Your anime, like that's my oh Jaws and Star Wars and uh, so you Indiana want the therapeutic and, angle angle of what yeah, happens? Yeah, let's do that. so. So that's what I'm because I'm not. I remember the car drive where I'm like, why am I still pissed about this? And it was like I was thinking thinking it through in my head where I'm like, it's not even. I'm not even mad at her anymore for having her opinion because I get it. She. She was never a fan of Star Wars to begin with. She lovingly went to this movie that I had been anxiously awaiting. And then part of it was a little bit of the disappointment uh, that Rogue One left me with where I'm like, you know what? It just felt like kind of a bullshit. Like, well, we own that now. Let's just make this. We could have just made this a comic book and people could have read it and enjoyed it as this backstory. But we made a movie out of it. I'm I'm instead. a split minds right now. I haven't, I haven't come to a full decision right now. I... I, I, I would wager I like it better than The Force Awakens. See, and I like The Force Awakens better. But. I like The Force Awakens, but The Force Awakens felt like it was just like, it, you know, it, it's it's like going to a restaurant and ordering the same dish over and over yep. again. Um, Which is why and, I'm so excited for episode eight, by the way. Oh, Ryan Johnson writing it. I think it's going to be so badass. Cause, and directing it. Uh, yeah. Looper. Was it Looper or Loopers? I uh, Looper. I had never saw Looper, but I saw Brick. So. Brick was awesome. Like but, such a. But coming back to the Rogue One thing, just real quick, what that that was, that was the prequels I was dreaming about when I was a kid, or when they yes. announced the prequels, and and I'm ready and less flash like to it. Right. Well, what I liked about it too is that it offered a new take on Star Wars. You know, it, it it was all the same beats from the prequels and even the original trilogy with Rogue with uh, excuse me with uh, the Force Awakens. Yes, but Rogue One took a risk at instead of it being part of the mythology, uh, it being about you know the the unstoppable Aside, heroes. Yep, here. it was it was it was the vulnerable dirt. characters. Yeah, and and I'm sorry, the or expendable expendable yeah. characters really. And and while you had um, Chirrut, who you know the blind yep. um, guardian of oh, the wills, which by the way I'm 
Jet Li fanatic. Holy shit, I love. But that's not Jet Li. Or, I'm sorry, Donnie Yen. Sorry, <laughs> I am a Jet Li fanatic. Donnie, Donnie Yen, Yen and Jet Li have been right in the same movies. Yep. So Once Upon a Time in China too was one of my that favorites. That was a good one, and that's so badass. And then Hero, their fight scene in Hero is awesome. I hate Hero. You do. I the I fight can't scenes get... in it, but I I actually it's I really a dance. Like that it's, movie. I like I just that movie a lot. Like but I um I need to I saw the, I just thought about the end of it again and went no I really like it the first time I saw it I did not like it the ending pisses me off it I because it's imperialistic I've, China yeah, the more I've seen it the more I like it if that okay. makes sense just no it does it. and and I'm I was also in my twenties when I saw it so I mean it's 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 been a good chunk it, of time so I may not, have matured into it it's it's still like that's a great movie but as far as Jet Li's best. Mm-mm. Fist I of Legend like, or Fist of Legend is his best, like as far as the fight scenes choreographed and just executed really well. And then see Gordon Liu is mine. Oh, I love yeah. Thirty Six so, Chambers. Yep. Shaolin. Yep. Uh, also, as Pai Mei. Mm, that's uh, true. That's my favorite. Uh, that's one of my favorite. So let's get back. Okay. So Rogue One. We're Rogue going back to Rogue One. So just real quick, it it was just um you know it wasn't the Force people. It wasn't you know the Jedi. It was it was. I just liked that it was a war movie. Yeah. I don't want all my Star Wars to be that. I yeah. want it to go back to the fantasy and stuff like that. But right now, that scratched an itch. You know, morally gray characters who um has have you know Han Solo people will say, Oh yeah, he's the anti hero. No, he really isn't. I mean you you convinced yourself because it tried to convince you that he was the you know, he was the morally gray character and he never really was. He just his character he also just Han Solo is kind of a, that well that's the one thing, thing nobody is, wants to admit is that he's actually the dumbest character in all of the Star Wars movies. Well not quite Jar Jar Binks level, yeah. but the thing is, is that it's just his personality and his luck that gets him through it. Yes. He's very much like a... Uh, He's an ADHD kid. He makes decisions yep. uh, quick, quickly quick and, decisions. and sometimes I work and sometimes I don't. But coming back to the whole thing. So one of the things that we forget, you know, um, this is one of the benefit of, of, of not being overly religious is that you can look at it on a scientific level. We forget... We forget how much our evolution has changed our thought process into abstracts. So, you know, the primitive part of the brain takes care of all the the most basic level stuff. But layered on top of that is is the gray matter, the pref- the, the frontal lobes, the yeah. the, the cor- you know, I I I haven't had to teach a class for a while, so so I'm a little off on all my memories of that. But basically all of that um all of that, that, that higher level thinking is still built on that primitive level. And so when we ask ourselves to describe ourselves, we don't say, well, I got two arms and fingers. Yeah. And we don't, we don't explain ourselves. We don't identify ourselves necessarily with our physical form. We do, but we don't. We, dis- we, we, we describe ourselves by our experiences, our beliefs. Um, um, so, what, so we're sooner the makeups of our personality. Yeah. And, and those are all abstract concepts. Well, the, the thing that ends up happening is that what we like, what we enjoy, what gave us pleasure is sometimes our geek property, you know, our fandoms, you know, the star Wars, the star Trek or whatever. And if we've, if they gave us such a high level of comfort, um, in our formative years, they helped us escape from pain, emotional mm-hmm. or physical pain. When we were yes. sick, we watched it. When we were happy, we watched it. It becomes part, integral part of our personality. 
And our brain confuses that when we're when we're being attacked. When so we feel when like we, something like I don't like Star Wars, and and we feel like they're saying I don't like you. Yeah, you're stupid for like you. I it's not even yeah, that. It's, it's, it's I don't like you. I don't it's part like of you. you. Yeah. And and we get so tangled up that we for, we can't look at some of those things critically because we feel like it's a personal attack, and that's one of the biggest problems with geek fandoms is that people aren't aware of that. They're not aware of how much they've inadvertently integrated something into their lives and identify by that solely in the same way that, you know, sports teams or politics or religion. There are all these abstract concepts that, that when we feel angry and upset that somebody is attacking what we believe in, our brain is telling us you're being physically attacked. And like we have the same fight, fight, flight or freeze response that it would be if a saber-toothed tiger was trying to eat us on the, you know, yeah, back prehistoric yeah. plains. And so once once you're kind of aware of that and you can take a step back and go, you know, some people some people are mean and they're shitheads and, and they will continue to attack you because they know they can get you under your skin. But I'm sure Megan never no, had no, that she's intention. Not in, no, that was never her intention at all. It And, I, and honestly, it was... Uh, one of those things that when we were having, because it was over Facebook, it was just like comments and stuff. And the funniest part about the whole argument is the last thing that I said to her was, and I, whenever we laugh about it to this day, we still, it's almost like a yelled as you're walking off type of thing. Like, it was a control tower. <laughs> like, as you're like walking. All right. I'm sorry, not a control. It was a communication tower. And <laughs> so the fact that communication <laughs> was in the last thing that I said kills me. Like, it's just one of those like, oh, shit, that's too, like. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so so it, it's just one of those things. Now, if you do this, if, if, if you, here's the thing. If you take her to episode eight, this is all on you. Oh, I know. I know. I'm <laughs> because, and if she willingly well, goes, you need to recognize how much of a saint she amazing. is that she's doing <laughs> yeah. that. But the fact that she puts up with me, I already realize that on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but, you know, it's one of those things that you just, sometimes there's just things that you love that, that your partner's not going to love. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a battle. It's not a competition. And if they don't like something, you sometimes just have to accept that and say, okay, because... She doesn't like Mitch Hedberg either. And that's such a, like... <gasps> <laughs> you don't think he's funny? <gasps> you know, I, get, I can't tell you how many times back in the early 2000s people tried to convince me Dana Cook was funny. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. But, you know... That's just, See, you know. and I... Yeah, I I'm not even going to try and convince you. It's the same argument that I use. Or it's not even an argument. It's a, I respect Dane Cook for what he did the same way that I respect Jeff Foxworthy for what he did. I I don't care about their style of comedy, but for some reason, they kept people caring about stand-up comedy exactly for that time and so then the torch gets to be then handed on off to louis ck who i've loved and then to bill Bur- you know what i'm saying like there's yeah. these people still carrying it that i can be like cool because we had jim gaffigan or uh the guy i can't stand him but so many people think he's hilarious he's one of those clean comics brian regan which i am not a f- not a fan but I'm probably not as familiar with yeah. my stand-up comics yeah, exactly. as I should so, be. But they're, yeah, exa- I'm glad that those people are around because I, I perform stand-up comedy and I need people to care about stand-up comedy. 
and and you want to make sure that you're you're getting an audience who um, wants to hear your stuff. Yes, exactly. You know, so if there's a whole lot of variety, you actually have people coming in who who enjoy it. Yep. So yeah, it's just one of those things that you just you know you always have to make sure that you check yourself that you're not. Um, yeah, this is you're not, not a wrecking yourself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 not a personal attack, and and you know what? There's going to be people who don't love everything that you love, and and they're going to look at stuff that you like, and you're going to think it, and they're going to think it's stupid, and there's going to be stuff that you like or other people like, and you'll sit there and go, well, that's stupid. Yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah, it's it's stuff. Yeah, it's exactly. things. Well, it's, and that's what it, to even tie that back into what we were talking about earlier with people like being like racist or any of that it's just mm-hmm. like get out like get like venture out like get to know like different get to new, know new people check out talk to people yeah. you might not like the same things that they like but you'll realize that they're a person that if you just think, like you and just like you are if you hate you know? Kanye West um, make sure that you're also listening to a tribe called Quest so you get like the a totally balance. different perspective and don't just say yeah. I hate, I hate rap yeah, yeah. hip hop rap like Wu-Tang Clan I hated it until I started to get into actual Kung Fu and then it became so cool and you start getting all the in jokes it. yeah like I was like oh my god they have so many funny references that mm-hmm. I never caught before like they're having fun Here's the ultimate it. one. You know where Ghostface Killer comes from? Yes. It's Mystery actually, of Chess Boxing. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, yeah, that's one of the tracks, too. Gordon Liu's... Uh, or, no, not Gordon Liu's character. It's... Oh, I'm think, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Master Killer. For, uh, that's Gordon Liu's character, because yeah. uh, 36 Chambers was also yep. called Master Killer in some releases For, of it or something. That's, yeah. Isn't that weird, though? Because there's a lot of... Like, somebody asked me if I had seen some Jet Li movie, and I told them no, but that's weird, because I feel like I've seen everything, and then... I looked it up, and it was the same thing that I saw under a different name. Just yeah. Like that, just in the translation of it coming here to the United States. It just depends just, on how it was released, yep. especially on the 70s stuff. But, yeah. We uh, could ramble on forever. We could, yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll just wrap it up, but because uh, we've, we've gone over an hour now, so I think I feel feel good about it. I don't, I don't Hours know what else. Mark. Yeah, and I was like, we've... we've talked about my star wars shit i feel i feel therapy uh, <laughs> and you can I've, sit there you can make a podcast which is just adhd people talking to each other and yeah. rambling on for three hours and you'd just be like oh my god uh, fucking stay on subject well that's what i always try and tell people like when, when they come on the podcast we'll go anywhere from like 15 ish minutes to an hour ish whatever feels natural but the second that it starts to feel like we're forcing ourselves to keep going into it cut it off because it should be noted that we wasted like a good like 45 minutes of material before, just talking and then finally it's like recording, we should probably like, record oh, some shit. of it yeah and we didn't even rehash that stuff. no it was good it was good stuff you guys missed out on it though we were talking about hollywood video and shitty movies so. oh yep wolf cop well thanks for letting me yeah. come on that's been <laughs> yeah. fun thanks so much aaron um where can people find you online um so they uh once again, you can find the podcast as Geek Therapist. You can also find it at geektherapist.com or on Facebook. Um, and if you dare, I'm obnoxious on Facebook, so you can just look me up under Aaron Burton. Aaron if you Burton? Want to. Uh, where, what about on Twitter? Um, I never remember my Twitter account, even though I'm very active on it. I it's, think it's, um, it's at gtpodcast underscore Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. Okay, cool. I changed it at one point okay. because it used You're to like, just be Geekhead Aaron. 
and that changed a long time ago. That was my old podcast. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on again. Absolutely. And, and thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. It was awesome. So. And and if you really liked it, I can come back. And if you really oh, hate I it, really let would, them know, no, and I won't come back. I uh, I would <laughs> definitely like to have you come back. I'm sure <laughs> that Megan and I will probably argue over something <laughs> before too long. Where I'm like, but but do you know the Nirvana? She's, really she's like, got the yeah. don't mess with she's, her. She's no, got the neurology background. Oh yeah, she. That's the, I always am constantly telling myself that where I'm like she's so much smarter than you she knows so much more than you you're in the wrong <laughs> so uh, thanks so much for coming on Aaron thanks guys thanks.